0: be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. I'm here today with Mayor Mark Shepard of Clearfield. Thanks, Mark, for being here.
1: Well, it's a pleasure. Appreciate you inviting me.
0: I'm excited to be able to talk to you. You've been a mayor two terms now. Yep. Right? Second term, uh, first term you ran... Against someone's second term ran unopposed.
1: Yep. And this is, I've just started my third term. And this is your
0: third, oh, that's right.
1: This is my ninth year now. Your
0: ninth year. Gosh, good for you. Mm. Why did you get into politics?
1: Uh, It was an accident. I mean, and it it really was. I I never intended to run uh, for anything. My my dad told me, he taught me from a very young age, that if you're going to raise your kids somewhere, you should be involved. And I I I assumed that that meant... PTA, um, (laughs) AYSO soccer, which I did with my kids. I coached their soccer team. I thought this is how I'm involved. And then one day there was a a notice in the city newsletter that said, hey, we need planning commissioners.
0: Oh. And
1: I thought, I have no idea what that is, but I'd love to be involved. And that sounds like a good way. And so I went and applied and interviewed and ended up as
0: As a as a planning
1: commissioner. And I spent almost nine years on the planning commission.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Did you also run for city council? Yeah,
1: uh, then uh, okay. I, I then ran for city council and spent uh, six years on the city council and, and now in my ninth year as mayor. So I, that's how I know how long I've lived in Clearfield because I, in I was in Clearfield for one year before I started to get involved. And I, so, I didn't
0: realize that.
1: So 26 years in Clearfield and 25, I've been doing something, something for the city.
0: That's impressive. Gosh, plus having a full-time career and children and a family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're six of our own kids and three years ago we adopted, uh, our seventh kid. You did? Yeah. Yeah. He'd been with us since he was, uh, for about 12 years, almost 13. Uh, he came to us when he was 17 years old and we just, he'd just been part of the family forever. So we adopted him on his 30th birthday.
0: Did you really? Yeah. That's neat. Was he a family, was he a friend of one of your ch- children? Or? No. Really? No,
1: he wasn't. Uh, I was neat. actually serving as a bishop
0: and oh, he and his
1: brother showed up just neat. all of a sudden and uh, grandma had taken him out of, the, out of mm. a really bad situation in California and brought him to Clearfield. And I, I didn't uh,
0: know that about you guys. And we
1: just, uh, they just kind of gravitated to the house and the, the, unfortunately the younger brother just. One couldn't live the rules mm. and dad ended up back in town. Oh, at, so he went back. And he went to back to live with his dad and he just went down a different path and it, it kills us every time we, we look back at that because yeah. he was he was the one we brought in.
0: Oh originally. Jerry,
1: his older brother, just kind of followed with him and we ended up with both of them.
0: That's neat. I the more I learn about you, the more I, I'm impressed. Well thanks. It, it's I, neat. I don't you guys I don't are talk just good about people. it much
1: because it's just you know, I mean, it's us. It's just. It's just what you do. Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, it was a, it, mm. it wasn't something we planned. We, we brought him in. It, it just happened that way. Uh, he's, he's married. Like I say, we, when we adopted him three years ago, he changed his name. And
0: Oh, he did change his and name it, too? Well, and,
1: and an adult adoption is an interesting it's thing. It's a lot more when
0: complicated. The, when
1: the judge tells you, okay, we're done. You are now Jerry Shepard. Hmm. Go out and get copies of all this paperwork. You're, anybody you think that's going to need a a copy to show who you are, the army, everybody else. Yeah. Get enough copies because you'll have to have your driver's license changed and everything else. Because as of today, as soon as I seal this file, Jerry Cook no longer exists. Your birth certificate will say Mark and Tammy Shepard.
0: Oh, okay. You no
1: longer are Jerry Cook.
0: He's a brand new man.
1: And, uh we posted that on facebook that day in this that's, the big family picture with the judge.
0: Oh. And
1: that's heartwarming. His mom followed that on facebook and all she heard all we ever saw was wow. And that was it. But he is That's an incredible story. He's as much a,
0: a, shepherd, a, a is, shepherd as anybody else as is now and, and
1: the rest of him he's now my oldest. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah.
0: I I didn't know that. Gosh, that's really that really is neat.
1: He's a he's a good guy.
0: In addition to everything else that you've done that's impressive. You've been in Clearfield City for a long time now. You've seen a lot of growth and changes. You kind of saw. See, really, you've been able to to see the whole transformation of Clearfield, haven't you? I remember driving to Clearfield, thinking, "Now, where is, where am I? Where is it?" And and now it's.
1: Yeah, it used to be that you'd drive from uh, Roy to Sunset to Clearfield to Layton, and not know. Where, they all kind where of you, yeah. merged together. All blended. Yeah, it blended was just together. one thing, and. Uh, yeah. And somewhere in there, over decades, Clearfield died. And, mm. and that's hard to say as a mayor, but you have to recognize that that Clearfield just died.
0: Uh, mm. We had
1: a heyday in the 60s and, and 70s. And oh. when people said they were going to town.
0: Oh, when they'd go to Clearfield? They were
1: coming to Clearfield. If you ask oh. people from West Point or Clinton or Syracuse, when they said, hey, we're going to go to town, well, you went to the movies, you bowled, you, you, you went to the nightclubs, you went to play pool, you did all of those things in Clearfield. In Clearfield.
0: Okay, I didn't know and that. And then
1: Clearfield just kind of lost sight of, of a future. Yeah, and it's easy to do when, you're, when mm-hmm. you're city council and you see how great things are and you focus on the now instead of the future, you lose sight. And, and that's really kind of what happened. In fact, at some point in there, Layton came to Clearfield and asked to annex a portion of Clearfield Inn. And it was the east side on the other side of what then became I-15. I think it, mm-hmm. it was just the highway at that point. When my family used to, we'd go from Salt Lake to Burley.
0: <laughs> right, you'd we get would, on the highway. We would get on the highway
1: and go. And the east side of that was just, you know, it was all there. We didn't know Clearfield, but it was the east side. And so, Layton came in and said, hey, we'd like to annex this in," And... I think and the city just looked at it and said, said well, great. yeah, whatever. That's, that's great. Uh, that's the other side of the road, though. And,
0: and, and <laughs> We never go over there and, anyway. And you look
1: at that, and that is now Layton Hills Mall, Restaurant mm-hmm. Row. Mm-hmm. It's, it is Layton's commercial base. It is. And that's where you miss the vision. And if you don't have the vision, you just look at it and say, yeah, yeah, sure, take it. Not a big deal.
0: Well, Clearfield now has a great identity. And you've refocused it and replanned. So, what did you do? As I, I know, it wasn't just by yourself because nothing no. happens by ourselves. But obviously, there had to be some leadership there.
1: It was it was a recogni- recognition that that Clearfield is is two things. We're, we're an Air Force community. We are one hundred percent a military community. Yes. And we're a manufacturing community. Uh, in fact, Bob Stevenson and I had a joke every time we'd go up to the base to make a presentation um, with with a retiring the commander, we'd go up and, and Bob would give a, a street sign from, from Layton and uh, Steve Hyatt, <laughs> for, for, you know, your predecessor had done the same thing. He'd, he'd always walk in with a, a street sign that they'd made for the commander. And I walked in with something from lifetime products, oh, did you? whether it was a swing or a, <laughs> That's great. a slide or a bench or something as a farewell gift for them since they were retiring. And, uh, but our joke between Bob and I was that it was, Purchased in Layton, but it was made, made in, Clearfield. in Clearfield. Okay, <laughs> and and we joked. We, we've had that for, for between us for a long time, and uh, you know, we, he and I got served together as mayors for, for, for quite some time. Quite some
0: time, didn't you? Well, and that's great yeah. because you know who you are as as a Clearfield city, and you have you've to got to an identity. That. Yeah, yeah, you've it's got true. to have
1: an identity, and I mean, we, we had a, a a tagline that we that was made ten years or so ago. That was, we've got it made. And that's great that's if you great. understand it.
0: Okay. The problem with a tagline
1: is when you, if you have a tagline and you have to explain it,
0: mm-hmm. then it's not one. really a
1: good tagline. And you need, <laughs> you need something new. And we played on that for a long time. You know, we've got it made. Uh, it's made in Clearfield, and we've got it made. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah it, just hard to explain. So our new tagline is: We're a little off base.
0: Oh, really? Really? That's <laughs> that is, what it that is. That is our tagline. Okay, that's clever. I didn't we, know. We've that. actually taken
1: on Military City, Utah. We are, we've trademarked Military City, Utah. Oh, that is us. We're, uh, we're working on some things for the future with the military that'll be really cool.
0: Perfect.
1: And we're I'm working with Blake more on housing right now for for the Air Force. Yes. And and of course we are uh we're a little off base.
0: You know, I was listening to I don't know if it was a debate or some speech that Blake had given, and he was talking about talking to the mayor of Clearfield, talking about housing options because there's so many airmen and enlisted people who can't find housing. And and he said you have a great solution.
1: Yeah, that was his uh, his debate. And it was fun to have that little shout out. But mm-hmm. I've told Blake, please don't. This is not mine. It, it, it may be my idea. I don't need credit for it. I don't, is I don't need. For it. Well, I don't need I, but I
0: think that's, that's another great example of leadership, too, though. Being willing to share the spotlight I, with the people that are making great decisions. Right. It would uh, be great.
1: We, we've come up with a. a A way to make it work to build military housing, or I I don't want to call it that because it's a horrible mentality if you say it's military housing. Housing specifically for our military members, our Mm -hmm. active duty airmen, soldiers, whoever it be, that fits within their base housing allowance. That's all we're looking for is something right now. they're, They're having to join up three or four airmen at, at times to an apartment.
0: Just to be able to afford just it. Just to afford
1: it. And and so I want housing that fits within their base housing allowance. And so I came up with an idea to do it. I've presented it now to, presented it to multiple people. It's great. And well, I, all of a sudden I got a call from the Air Force.
0: Did you really? From
1: the uh, the Assistant Secretary of, of the Air Force over installations. Really? And asked if I would present it to, to them as well. I've presented it to there. I've presented it now to multiple states who are all on board.
0: And Gosh, so Blake is working the
1: backside of that, that is the crucial part and trying to get that through treasury. And, uh,
0: It, it would be life changing for people. My sister and her husband just barely retired from the air force. And, and it's, it's a challenge and, and not only the base housing, but every time they'd move, just, they're not able to build equity in anything it's just it's really frustrating so
1: yeah i'm a little so worried about some that... of our airmen that have come out in the last little bit and purchased houses mm-hmm, it's hard and are now having to move and are thinking okay i've, I've got this ton of equity and that is phenomenal because they built up this massive amount of equity
0: yeah and all but... of a sudden
1: our market in the last uh, couple of weeks i can tell you as a realtor has it's, just like hit a brick wall
0: it's changing isn't it
1: it is a an Almost an overnight kind of shift, where we've seen things just prices aren't dropping.
0: That's what I've heard, but we're, rates are up. So rates are up, and so
1: the demand is up. Builders all of a sudden have spec homes that they haven't had for ages. Mm-hmm. They're seeing people drop out. In fact, one one builder told me that one in five of their contracts is going south. Really? Yeah, because well, if Gosh. you go, if you yeah, went well, in,
0: they can't afford their house. If houses. you went in
1: six months ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: or eight or nine when they were starting to build your house. And you signed your contract at three and a half percent, and all of a sudden you are two and a half percent higher.
0: Yeah.
1: You all of a sudden can't afford to have it. And there's that fine line, and you just say, Well, wow. And so not only are they having to walk away, they're walking away from their down payment and their deposit that they have. Are they losing everything? Yeah.
0: Okay. That's heartbreaking. Oh, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking because when the reverse was happening and prices were going up, builders were not flexible. No they were they were making more money so i don't know there should be something yeah.
1: it's it's a that's crazy market and it and it, it's it's a challenge and that's what i wanted to address as a mayor i mean mm-hmm. you you have to make sure that there's housing for for everybody at yeah. all levels of their life and you know whether that's a, a an apartment you know starting out as a young couple uh, a town home as maybe as their first home when they finally start to build that family a, a single family home and then something for retirement it, at some point and
0: yeah I think that that's, at least in Caseville, that's something that we've kind of struggled with is people want to stay in their houses. They want to stay in their neighborhoods. They want to stay in their community. But we don't have a lot of diverse housing options for people who don't want a big yard anymore, don't want a big house anymore.
1: Yeah, well, you and I talked they about that. I mean, that was...
0: Continue to live here.
1: As I as I sat with with uh, at our meet and greet the other night, uh, one of your residents brought that up, and and that's scary. It is. I, I, I think people need to understand that. Um that by not allowing certain types of housing to come in, and I'm not saying that everybody should have massive high-density housing, but whether it's townhomes or something else or or smaller lots, um, whatever that be, to keep that somewhat affordable. Right now, it was one of your residents in Caseville that said, our school is going to be empty, that there's 30 kindergartners in that school and nine empty classrooms. And you look at that and say, "Okay, what? Wh- how on earth do you have a school that's just twelve years old that's mm-hmm. only, you know, that full?"
0: Nine empty classrooms—that's a big deal. How do they keep a school open? Yeah,
1: and that's, that's that's one of those worries that that we, as a community, as a as a county, we've got to look at and say, "How do we?
0: How do we balance? How that? do we balance
1: that? How do we adjust?"
0: You've been a mayor a long time, so you've learned a lot of tricks and tricks of the trade. <laughs> what do you? How, how do? How is the best? I, I guess what's your best advice for, for handling those phone calls, for handling those observations that people share?
1: Well, listen,
0: Okay.
1: I, I, I mean, and that's really it. I, I find that with, I would honestly say nine out of 10 people that call me, they just want to be heard.
0: I agree.
1: They're not looking for a solution that day on the phone. They're not looking for me to say, yep, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of this, that.
0: We'll fix this.
1: But they do want to have, they, they want to know that I care and that I listen to them. And that I heard them out and that we will, if it's something that can be fixed, that we will. And if we don't, that they understand at least they heard and their opinion was given. I think way too often you get your residents show up at a council meeting and, you know, they, they come out and 50 people show up Mm -hmm. about an issue and every one of them gets up and says the same thing. And at, at some point the council's eyes start to glaze over because now they've heard it 50 times and you just want to, as a mayor say, you know what, um, let's just cut off conversation, that's hard. I usually, you know, we'll throw in there, look, if you, if you don't have anything new to
0: add, <laughs> then we,
1: we've now heard this, you know, X mm-hmm. amount of times and we do get it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How many of you are here to say this and just have, I've had them raise their hands. That, or, that's
0: a good idea. So that I know. Mm-hmm. And if
1: they have something else unique that they want to add to the conversation that they think might help us as a council, well, then I want to hear that too. Mm-hmm. But I, I've heard from other cities that, and the school district and others that just say, no, we're not, uh, we don't want to hear it.
0: You know, that's a hard thing. In our council, we we do a QA and a at 6.30, half an hour before, so the people can come in and talk to us really informally. And then we do have public comment. We do limit it to 10 people and we time it. Otherwise, the meetings just get really long. But it is—it's important for people. Plus, they can email us. They can call us during the week, and we keep all of those public comments part of the official record.
1: Yeah, we we but. encourage people to come to our work sessions because that's where that's where the work really gets done. I mean, that's why it's called a work, a work session, session. Yeah, because it's very informal. Uh, we we don't do suits and ties. Do in you do our, work sessions work session. every
0: council meeting? Every week. Every week.
1: So we hold a work session every Tuesday night at six. Um, <laughs> So that on the nights nice that we have council on our our even you know, uh-huh. second and fourth, we go into our policy session at seven. Oh, now, okay. quite often there's stuff on our work session that is too long to get through before the policy session, so we finish the policy session and come back into a work session. Oh, do you more. really?
0: That's it's, great. It's
1: not unusual that we're there till nine or ten o'clock. Nine it's, or ten. Okay. I, I that's my cut off. Um, I I don't go past ten. I just I, yeah. I try not to go past nine. I think it's you know, we, we all have lives.
0: It's true. And, and I want get council tired. members to go
1: home to families and to do their thing. It's, yeah.
0: And and we want them to be fresh and, and be excited about the conversation. Well, yeah. I after a certain
1: while, you know, time, you get tired. You, you just, you're not even focused anymore. It's true. You know? and, I, and if I look out and see council members playing on their phones while a member of staff is presenting.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's.
1: Yeah. If, we know that if we're going to be there that long, I might even bring in dinner as well because I know they haven't been home. Well, I come straight yeah. from work and yeah. I go right to the council meeting. And, it's true. And that's so occasionally what... we will, we'll bring in dinner just to be safe because we know it's going to be a long night. When we get into budget.
0: Oh, yeah. The budget discussions. Our, our were... budget
1: discussions are every single week
0: mm-hmm. and we cover
1: a different portion of that budget every week. And we go for three months.
0: And have Talking
1: about budget. Every week. Okay. But that's when people ought to be coming in is during that. Uh, and most mayors that I talk to, they don't allow comment during their, their work sessions.
0: Oh, they don't
1: they? We don't have an open. We, we do. We don't have an open uh, open mic at a work session because it's not it's not there. You know that's not the purpose right, it's, of it. It's
0: your work session.
1: But if somebody's there that might you know that I know might add something to that conversation, I'm going to call on them
0: and oh, say, "Well, Tammy,
1: you're here based on this. What do you think? Give me your input. Just from a you know, I'm not saying you represent all of Clearfield, but mm-hmm. just give me your input. And and it's good to hear from them." we get smart. scout troops that show up during that time and uh and others it's it's our work sessions are good but that's when people need to be there it's but even then when we go into a policy session i have to remind council occasionally that don't just jump in here and vote on this we need at least explain that we've talked about this and what the outcomes of the of that discussion were good idea because otherwise public will just see that we just jumped in and rubber stamped everything that was on there. We've worked on it for weeks. Yeah, I I don't want them to think that we just.
0: That's one thing I I want to get better at is explaining when we have a consent item or something that we've had multiple conversations about this or it's an action item now and we're taking action because we've had work sessions to to answer those questions. Uh, The biggest thing for me, I think has been to help people understand the process so that when they're when their voice counts the most you know when their opinions mm-hmm. count the most and and so we've really been working hard on that because i think if people understand like you said it makes everything so much easier and it helps them to feel listened to
1: well and for me one of the most important groups if not i can't say the most but one of the most important groups in the entire city is our youth oh absolutely and we have a, I agree with we that we have a phenomenal youth commission that uh, that i just love to pieces they're they're just you know, at least half of them, two thirds of them graduated a few weeks ago, but they're just amazing kids. But that's the future. And so I years ago, I, I told council, I want to make sure that we have their, their voice. I want to know what the, the youth feel, because if we're going to recreate a city and we're going to build, well, then we want to build for their future, not mine. I'll be dead by the time all of this comes through. And so so I want to build for their future. And so we have a member of our youth commission that sits as a voting member on our planning commission. Another that is a member of our a voting member of our parks and rec commission. If we have a a commission of any sort, I have a youth appointed to it.
0: That's an interesting as a a
1: voting member. And I we caught some flack for that. Well, they don't pay taxes. Well, they do. They're, they're working. Right. They've yeah. all got jobs. That's true. They're paying income tax, and they're shopping in the city, which means they're paying sales tax. And since our number one source of income is the city is sales tax, they are paying into it. Hmm. And everything that happens in that city affects them.
0: Well, I really appreciate the emphasis that you place on youth. I know you you brought your youth to uh, National League of Cities and Towns in DC. Yeah, I think you're the first city to have done that, at least from Utah. From what I was hearing.
1: And we, we took a lot of them. We took 13 kids with us. Yeah, that us was that. an
0: incredible experience, I bet, for them.
1: It was. And I, I mean, they loved it.
0: The investment that you're placing on them is, is huge. Well. And I'd like to.
1: You know, we do lunch with the mayor, with the elementary schools. Do some of that. And, and, and it's my favorite time of the entire month is when we get the schools together. We used to do it, and are and going back to that this next school year, where I bring in uh, a person from each, uh, each grade in each school. And so all the six schools will bring five kids in and we'll have a lunch of 30 and we're back at the city building and we bring in pizza and we talk and, and and we learn. Well, we were doing that years ago, probably four years ago, right before COVID hit. And I had a, a a young man, probably nine, eight, nine years old from uh, Hillfield Elementary. So he was a military kid. And every time that kid would open his mouth, he'd talk about swing sets. And he'd tell me we didn't have enough swing sets in Clearfield. And he's been all <laughs> over the world, and we don't have enough swing sets.
0: <laughs> so he knows. And
1: every time, I, I kid you not, every time that kid opened his mouth, it was, "You need more swing sets." We'd have a totally different subject, and I'd ask a question, and, and he would he'd, talk about he'd that. shoot his hand up, and I'd say, "Okay, tell me." And he'd say, "You need more swing sets," every single time. <laughs> and so I heard him, and we built a park full of swing sets. Did you really? We have our what all the residents refer to as Swing Set Park. It was a park that hadn't been, it was, it was an empty, just grass park, has two things in there now. It has swing sets and a gravity rail.
0: That is and fantastic. That is
1: it. And we named it after our former mayor, Nellie Hamblin. It's, it's Nellie Hamblin Park, but everyone refers to it swing as, as set Swing park. Set Park. And it is because one kid kept saying, we need more swing sets. And I took that to heart said, you know what, if that's what the kids need and then that's what that's they it. are, they are missing. Well then, build it. You know,
0: I, that's powerful, powerful and impactful. I hope he. I hope he heard about it.
1: I, I he, he did because it,
0: that's a really neat experience. Yeah, to be able to speak out for something and actually see it come. And I, I come talk to pass. about that
1: with the kids because I want them to understand that I, I mean it. Their voice matters. I want, them, I want them to understand that when they speak, we listen. And
0: I I really appreciate the fact that you've. You've had such great leadership for Clearfield, and the fact that you listen to the youth and that you place emphasis there because you're right—they're our future, and and what we're going to build in in the future and what we're preparing for are people that will be engaged and and be excited about it, and they're passionate about things, and their passions are much different than I think what I was focused on at their age. Well, yeah, and it's it's really interesting to see.
1: They are mature, mm-hmm. but amazing they kids. Are. I. I I shared with somebody when I had the, the youth out in DC, our last day, we had a, a, an hour and a half, two hours to, to kill before we left. And I said, you know, we're going to go to the museums. Um, we're, we'll split off into two different groups. Some of you have expressed, a few of you have expressed interest in going to the arts museum or the, the national museum of art. And some of you expressed interest in going to the national history museum. Um, and, uh, or not National History Museum, the the uh, natural history natural museum. History. And I said, Okay, so raise a hands. And of the thirteen kids, nine of them went with me to the Museum of Art.
0: Mm.
1: And I was, in all honesty, just shocked. Because if you, you had to ask me at their age if I, w- which I was going to, I could go see the big dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Or, or I could go see Monet. Yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't even a question. No I was gonna there. go see yeah. yeah. And yet they all went and they were just thrilled and, and came back and so taught me smart. things about the art. And I thought, okay, that is, they're just a whole different level of, of kids than, than we ever were.
0: It's true. They're really, they're smart. I mean, they're smart and they're focused and they're passionate about the future. And, I and they're, great.
1: and they're more STEM focused they are. than That's they have true. ever been, which is, is good. Cause we need that desperately. We do. Um, as I was out with the association of defense communities at their meetings in, uh, in DC. That was a whole other conversation of, you know, we are pushing STEM, but don't forget that, you know, we need all of these engineers, but we, we also do. need people to build the stuff. It's true. And so if your kids are saying, you know what, dad, I want to go to tech school, I want to go to Davis Tech, mm-hmm. I want to study composites, I want to encourage them because that's their field, not, not what you want for them. That's what,
0: yes, it's, it's what true. excites
1: them, it's what fires them up. And we've got to have those people to do that as well. We can design all the missiles in the world.
0: Yes. Northrop we can sit up them. there.
1: Uh, Northrop Grumma can sit up there and, and design the new Sentinel ground-based strategic deterrent, or the replacement for the Minuteman III, and they can mm-hmm. design it. Mm-hmm. You've got to have the guys that can actually put it's the true. things together and build it. And-
0: it's true. And they're, and they're so smart and they're capable. Mm-hmm. So we need to fuel that passion, which is great. Well, speaking of passions, you're passionate about something else. Tell me about your race. And, and really, why? I'm sure you've, you've had this question multiple times. Well,
1: but. yeah, I'm running for Davis County Commission. Yeah. We, uh, it was never in my game plan. It really wasn't. You know, it, it, it kind of like running for council. I'd never even, it, it wasn't what I thought about ever doing. But as, as serving for mayor for the last, you know, nine years, yeah, I've seen things that, mm-hmm. that concern me and that I think we can do better as a county. Uh, things that people just don't see. We we need transparency. It, it it kills me. We finally started broadcasting our county meetings, and even
0: though they're at four o'clock in but, the afternoon
1: but, or ten o'clock in the morning, and, oh, and, are they? And nobody can go. And so, yeah. it's it's oh yeah, well we're we're transparent and we're doing you know great things and we're we want people to hear what's going on. Except that again, most of their stuff is done in a work session that isn't broadcast, mm-hmm. and then and then it their their meetings are broadcast there's not a way for interaction at those and they're at 10 o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the afternoon when nobody's off work to go. And and that's not communication.
0: I, I agree. In fact, I've watched some of their meetings and, and it's helped me to realize, okay, in our council meetings, we really need to explain that we've had conversations because it's a lot of, okay, vote, 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 vote. And there's not a lot of discussion about what they're talking about because they've already had those work session discussions. But like you said, we're not privy to that information and so it does look like a lot of rubber stamping. Yeah. And well, I know that that's not the process but
1: and I think there's a lack of understanding you know with the exception of of one of the commissioners there's not a public service background. There's not a a, a history of serving at a city level and understanding things from a council or mayor you know, perspective and and it's very evident in some of the decisions that we made, you know, we're, our our paramedics is a just a key example. Uh, because I know you faced the same, the same situation when, when they came to us as uh, I was at that point, you know, chairing the North Davis fire district. And when they came to our meeting and said, this is what we want to do. We've been talking about this. We are going to have you guys take over the paramedic service. Now, as a district, we knew dang good well, we could do a better job of Mm -hmm. of handling paramedics than the County was doing. No offense to the County, but we knew we could do it better.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: But they came to us and said, we're just going to just hand this off to you. And I said, what are you giving us for it?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: where, where's the income? It's, this isn't just free. We can't just take over your service. It's going to cost us a lot. Mm-hmm. And the answer was, well, we're going to eliminate the levy for paramedics that's been on everybody's tax bills for, for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's, that's really nice. But that levy doesn't cover the paramedic service. Never has. Hasn't since they rolled it out, since maybe the year or two after, it hasn't covered paramedic service. And yet their answer to us was that we're going to give you the levy, basically. And I said, well... Uh,
0: that, that doesn't help us. Thank th- you. That's
1: forcing a tax increase on mm-hmm. our end. And it may look good on yours, but it's forcing a tax increase for us.
0: It's true. And how
1: do you justify that? I said, look, I, I, I told the commissioners, let's push pause on this. I, I, we're not, it's not desperate. It's not urgent. It can wait a year. Let's push pause and increase our property taxes or, or uh, decrease the property tax and increase the levy
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that it's a wash and then and eliminate then... the levy so that it's now a wash for the residents. Is that residents. how that came about? Uh, they were, we were told, absolutely not. <laughs> I was, uh, that was my recommendation. And they said, no, <laughs> right. in very, very sharp to- tone, mm-hmm. that's not happening. It's not going to happen. And so I asked, well, what are you doing with the paramedics? you know, are you going to eliminate then the paramedic mm-hmm. service? And they said, no, we're, we have holes that we need to fill. We have trails that we need to patrol that haven't been patrolled. And I asked again, you're going to put somebody with a paramedic skills patrolling, patrolling our trails. trails. And they said, yeah, and we'll lose them through attrition. You know, as they retire, we'll, we'll let them go. Or as oh, they bite. find something else, mm-hmm. we'll let them go. And, and so it looked really, really good on the county's end to say, look, we're we, saving we've cut money. your taxes by uh-huh. whatever this levy was. Look, this is wonderful. And you, we're fantastic. And yet as a city, right. as, as the North Davis Fire District, which is West Point, Sunset and Clearfield, we had to raise $800,000 in taxes.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's an ongoing expense to <laughs> maintain right. a paramedic service. Mm-hmm. Clinton came to us and said, what would it cost us if we joined yours and had you provide it for us and we said it'll cost another eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and so Clinton did their own with their fire department. They they stood that up and it cost them eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Syracuse, it cost their residents eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars. And so I got a county saying
0: we're the best well.
1: managed, you know, group ever. Right. Well, yeah, if you if you lower taxes and eliminate service, but yet keep all of your employees and still get everything done. But it's the cities that are having to handle this. And so if you don't get that as a commissioner,
0: mm-hmm, then that's a problem.
1: We all report to the same residents
0: <laughs> and we need right. to answer
1: that that way. Right. And now we're looking at it again and we're looking at 911 dispatch. And I've
0: heard those conversations and saying,
1: okay, well, we need to consolidate. We most certainly, for the benefit of the residents of Davis County, we need to consolidate our dispatch. We have four dispatch centers mm-hmm. for. In, in layman's terms, for everybody that, that doesn't understand what that means, in Clearfield, we have our own dispatch. We have our own police department, our own fire department, well North Davis Fire District. But mm-hmm. when somebody calls 911 yeah. in Clearfield, goes right into Clearfield's dispatch, we dispatch the fire, we also dispatch the police. Well, if you're in West Point, you don't have that situation. West Point's calls go to the county.
0: Okay.
1: Well, yeah. the county dispatches, uh, because they don't have their own police department in West Point, the county dispatches the, the sheriff's office. They also dispatch, well, they they yeah it's, it's sheriffs that they dispatch, but if it's a medical situation, they now have to transfer that call Back to out. Clearfield, mm-hmm. because Clearfield has the North Davis Fire District that covers West Point. And so that call has been delayed because they thought it was a, a police call. The police start responding to go, wait, that's a, that's a medical call.
0: And then they have to read-
1: Now they got to redirect it and oh. get, it back, get Clearfield to dispatch the fire department to make that happen. And that happens in various cities.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And the same thing happens over there in, in Clinton. It happens in, mm. in, in and, and so you have calls bouncing and, 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 there's a delay and areas in that overlap and we get a delay in service. And so we have talked for at least 20 years on we need to interesting. Eliminate I this. In fact, the legislature just kind of said, you've, you've got to get out of this four this. dispatch centers. And so the answer is you either go to one and say one dispatch center is going to handle all of Davis County. Well, that's hard because you've got South Davis that has a dispatch center that dispatches for South Davis
0: mm-hmm.
1: Fire District and, yeah. and handles all of that. And you've got Layton that has their own that covers just Layton. Mm-hmm. And now you've got a couple of cities looking to join Layton. Right. I've... Instead of going to the county, they want to, they want Layton to cover theirs. And then you have Clearfield that's covering the North that Davis Fire District and system. ours, and you got four of them. And so there's the talk of we need to combine these. But if the cities aren't on board, it can't happen. It's true. And I was told that when the county built the new medical piece of the jail, that they included space. For, for a the dispatch. dispatch center. And that they're going to build it out. Basically, kind of as a, if they build it, they'll come. But there's no way on earth that South Everyone's Davis or Layton ever abandoned that. Now, Clearfield, we look at ours, and while we have one of the best run dispatch centers out there, Layton is, is going to update theirs. And if Layton is better than ours, we will merge them with Layton. We oh, have okay. no problem with that. Okay. But that's... But, now, Layton and the back count and the county and 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 South Davis, we'd be good with two. We'd honestly be good if if you can't just do one dispatch, which is what Weber County has, well, yeah. then even at least one in the north, one in the south,
0: well, and I can understand how having community or or uh, municipal um, service helps helps you to understand that that it's the cities being affected and and how does it affect individual cities when you're making those decisions at the county level yeah that's that's and all so i'm that's looking just... for is
1: that we 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 can say how good we are yeah but it doesn't always work that way
0: i i can see that
1: and when a county says hey do this with the paramedics and then comes to us 6 months early and says um we need you to stand up your paramedic service early. Which and was... I say, why? And they said, well, because we've lost all of our paramedics. Mm-hmm. We can't answer the calls anymore. We'll get there, but we're going to be late. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to be able to provide the service that that we need. So we need you to stand this up early. And I said, well, where are the paramedics? Well, they've all left.
0: E- yes, you have well, to I mean, go Writing was era. on the
1: wall. They didn't want paramedics, but they didn't want to be a patrol on a trail.
0: Yeah.
1: And so they left. And and again, it, It's just, how do they do that as a, from not understanding a city's perspective. And we've got to do that. We've got to work for the same people.
0: It's true because in the end we all work together. I know as a city council member, it was enlightening for me to understand what the county actually did. County commissioners. I really didn't know. And I didn't know until I was interacting with them as a council member working for the city. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how the decisions that they make are so impactful to cities. I mean, completely. And, and I, and I didn't have that experience or that understanding until I was serving. So I can, I can understand where you're coming from Well, you know, We've had,
1: we've had one of them say, you know, I I work full time in this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And and that's great. I I totally get that because that's what they do. It's it's their job.
0: It's their job. Yeah.
1: But I think again, it's, it's a lack of understanding of what we're doing on a city level. I have a full time job.
0: That's I do that's, too.
1: That's how I pay for my pay my bills. That's how my kids had milk on their cereal. Exactly. I that's... thought they were a little privileged, wanting milk, but <laughs> but I still had to provide it for them. And so I have a full time yes. job, and right. then I'm the mayor of Clearfield. In the same way, you're doing Kaysville. You've got it's a job, also
0: a full time job,
1: and you've got a full time job. And and mm-hmm. I there's never been a week that I spent less than forty hours.
0: I, I agree. My oral stuff. My husband's been shocked at how busy being a mayor um, is.
1: Yeah. And so I've got two full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. And so to say, well, that, that makes you better because you're, <laughs> you're you're full-time in this. I was like, wow, if I was only full-time in that, that'd be great. Yeah, but, th- Right. But it, again, it goes to that misunderstanding of, so what, of what we do. So you want to be
0: a commissioner because you can fix you can some things. Yeah.
1: I think we can bring a lot of, of balance, a lot of transparency back to the county. Um, we can bring decisions that, that make sense from a resident standpoint. Mm -hmm. We can focus on taxes and make sure that that if we are truly the best managed county,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: then we're doing it right and that we're doing it for the right reasons and we're doing it as transparent as possible for the public to see. I think there's things that we've that we do that we don't need to do. I think there's things that we we can can just simply always do better.
0: Always. There's always room for improvement for sure. Well, I'm excited to see how this goes for you. I wish you luck in your race. Well,
1: thank you. It's it's never fun. <laughs> it's it's not. A, but it, it but it's so amazing to get out and and, yeah. and talk to people and just hear their views.
0: Well, and the conversation you were telling me about before we started our podcast was incredible. I think it it's just given me a great um, example of listening to people because it's true. Taking the time to listen to people makes all the difference. It's what they want,
1: they 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 need to hear. They need to know that you care. That you really do. Yeah. That that's not a job and I think that's that's a good portion of why you know one of the good reasons why we don't get paid. I mean, you get a stipend and I get a stipend and mm-hmm. I couldn't support my family on a stipend I, nor could you. Right. It, it's a labor of love.
0: It is. It, it's it's knowing
1: that I've had the impact that I've been able to have that I've been able to bring a council together. We have the most unified council I think I've ever seen. There there is no arguing. Uh, amongst us. That doesn't mean that we all feel or see the things the exact same way. We have some very heartfelt, deep discussions. But when we leave that room as a city council, I'd go to dinner with every one of them together and just Mm -hmm. say, "Let's, let's go grab something to eat. We've been here all night. Let's go get something to eat because we're that good together. We work that closely. And that's what we need at every city in this state. You know? we, I, we I need, agree. We need people to work that closely together and and understand why we're in this. It's not personal.
0: It It's true. I, I really love that about our council too. We definitely don't agree on everything, but we are so polite and kind in disagreeing. Yeah. And that's what makes it successful and makes it fun. But It also makes,
1: makes campaigning hard. It, it does. Because I refuse to bring that into the campaign as well. I refuse to, to, to go negative.
0: And And when people ask you, are you willing
1: to go negative? And you're like, no, No. I'm I'm, I'm not.
0: And that's good. You know,
1: I I look at my challenger, and and I like her. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I've known her for four years. I've been able to work with her for four years. I think she's a phenomenal person. Absolutely. I I think I can do a better job as a commissioner, and that's but that's no disrespect to her. We see things from two totally different angles. And
0: well, and that's what's great about America. We can do that. Why we, we can bring our opinions and our uh, perspectives yeah. and make things even better. It was great. Thank you so much for being here. Well, no,
1: thank you, Tammy. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. It's
0: been fun. Thank you, Mayor Shepard.